My Wife Needs a Break, episode 13, Miles for Minutes. This week's episode is going to be all about the Burbank Comedy Festival, my first comedy festival that I've ever been a part of. And we're going to look at what it was like for me to commute between San Diego and Burbank and what that time in the car was like. The title of the episode is Miles for Minutes because I drove a lot of miles to get on stage for a few minutes and tell jokes. Um, And ultimately what we're looking at is what my experience was like at the festival, um, what I learned from being at the festival, what I learned about, you know, being in a car for that much time and and traveling on the road to tell jokes. Um, So that's what this episode is about. This episode is all about the comedy festival, what it was like for me. It's very fresh in my mind because I just got back from the last um, day I was on the festival. So I'm excited to share about what my experience was like, give some shout outs to people that I met and also just shed some light on what that experience was like for me. So episode 13, hope y'all enjoy it. Um, Nothing's changed. My name is still Rui. If it's the first time you're listening, um, you can follow me on social media at Rui Montia, hashtag Rui Comedy, RuiComedy.com. My wife needs a break. This is the podcast. We're on episode number 13. We're keeping it tight, making sure we're keeping it to like, you know, 30 to 35 minutes of a podcast so that you can enjoy it while you're at your desk at work or you're on a treadmill or, you know, you're tired of listening to kids cry. You just put your headphones in. You want to listen to a podcast and somehow you ended up on me or you're just one of my good friends that wants to be able to say, when I make it, that you've been holding me down from the beginning so you can get your comp tickets when I'm you know, filming my, filming my special for HBO or Netflix or whatever streaming service takes over the world in the next 10 to 15 years it takes me to get famous. Um, I appreciate you. Even if you turn this on by accident, I appreciate you. Even if you scrolling through Instagram and decided to stalk my page and you accidentally clicked the link in my bio and you ended up here, I appreciate you. So... This is episode 13 of My Wife Needs a Break. It's called Miles for Minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Burbank Comedy Festival 2018. My first comedy festival that I've ever been accepted to and performed at. Yeah, it was a cool experience. Um actually getting my you know my badge for the festival that said comedian on it and you know having that be real was was very exciting it was something that was new and and really cool and um i had a great time and so i want to you know i want to talk about the experience of going to the festival and performing on the shows i was scheduled for and kind of what it was like for me um to do the festival so that's where we're gonna we're gonna start. The first thing that's important to acknowledge is the fact that uh, the comedy festival took place in Burbank, California. I live in San Diego, California, and I have a day job, which you know most folks who listen to this podcast are people who know me, so you know I have a day job. But if for some reason you stumbled onto the podcast um, this week by accident. Um, and you don't know me, then you are finding out that, you know, I have a job, you know, and, and that provided some challenges 
to the comedy festival because, you know, there's only so much vacation time you get in a year and you have to really be strategic about how you use that time, especially when, you know, for me and my wife, you know, our family lives, you know, across the country. And so, you know, you want to allot some time to be able to go back home um, as well as do other things that are, you know, that are fun that you want to do. So I made the decision, you know, months ago that I was going to just commute from San Diego to Burbank for the shows that I was on and to hang out at the festival on those specific days. Now, when I planned that out in my mind, I had driven to Burbank in that area once or twice before and my recollection was that it would take, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Incorrect. It more takes two hours if you got like no traffic at all. Two and a half to three hours if there's like slight traffic and anything past that, you're looking at like a three and a half hour ride. Um, after looking at the maps and looking at the, you know, the, the miles, it's about 130 miles between San Diego and Burbank. Um, so I was leaving work a little early to get to the festival on time for my shows. And then after my shows, I was driving back to San Diego. Um, and in my mind, that was going to work out great. What I found was that it was really challenging. And so I did the trip back and forth between all the days I was at the festival. About seven times I did the trip. So that's 910 miles in the span of about four days. So it was a lot of driving. I did the math out. Even if we clocked it at like. Let's say it was two and a half hours per ride, right? So there was a couple of times that it definitely took me more than three hours to get where I was going. And there was definitely a couple of rides late at night on the way back to San Diego that were definitely like right at the two hours. Maybe I had to stop for gas. But other than that, it was pretty smooth sailing, um, especially late in the evening when there wasn't as many people on the road. So if we average it out and just say two and a half hours per trip, that means I spent... 17 and a half hours in the car back and forth between San Diego and Burbank. Um, and I'm really happy that I did the shows and I had a great time. And, you know, I really look forward to, you know, applying to the festival again next year. It's a great opportunity. And I'm going to talk more about the festival specifically and what I got out of it. But, you know, ultimately, just to break down, like for me, it was also a matter of like, this is a chance for me to like really be focused and say, all right, so realistically, it'd be great to stay at the festival all week, take like five days off of work and just, you know, hang at the fest. That would have been great. In real life, it doesn't always work out that way. So the commute was the way we had to make it happen. Um, I was on three shows. Every comic who was selected was automatically put on three shows and it's five minute spots. So ultimately... I, dr I drove 17 and a half hours to perform 15 minutes worth of material. So it was, um, I wouldn't change it. I would just change it. Maybe I could have just bit the bullet and said, you know what? This is going to make my life a little difficult when it comes to the holidays and figuring out what I want to do with moving around. But, um, 
I didn't do that. So the driving was what we did. And so it really gave me a perspective on, I feel like, how hard it has to be to be on the road as a comic. It's got to be challenging. Um, I think there's like some things about it that to me seem like would be really cool about the experience of being on the road as a comic. And then there were some things that to me were like, wow, that's got to be super difficult, you know, depending on the person's situation. Um, And so like the one thing that I could see that has got to be tough is, you know, being kind of isolated and being away from you know, your family, if you have a family. Now, I think if you're just a single person, you know, you're just, you know, all you have to worry about is yourself and you don't have a partner or, you know, kids or anything like that to worry about, then I don't think that the isolation affects you that much, you know, to be away from quote unquote your family. But I think if, you know, if you have a partner or if you have kids, I mean, man, even if you have a a dog or something, you know, like it's gotta be tough to be away multiple days and it's like you know you get out there and I can only imagine like you're checking into the hotel and you're you know you're at the hotel and you're hanging out you know and you're there by yourself and you're probably tired because you've been traveling and you know I could see where you know you just you know you get up when you got to get ready to go to the show and do the show and it's it's just a different vibe and a different energy than when you just what up what I'm used to doing which is just you know doing shows that are mostly local to you and just you know driving to the venue doing your thing and then you know you could drive home at the end of the night so i think it's a little different you know i got a different perspective on that traveling to get to shows so i could see also why you know headlining acts why they have other comics that they like and trust and respect that they bring on the road with them you know as as a feature as an opener um i i get that now i think a little bit better being in that environment because I can see where if you're going to go travel somewhere, you'd rather have somebody to hang out with, you know, if it's normally just you. So I can see where having that other person where it makes sense because you like them as a comic and you like them as a person and you want to give them a shot, you know, but also in a sense of it gives you someone to hang with, too, which is, I'm sure, nice. Um, Now, it wasn't all things that I thought about being on the road that could be challenging i also thought about there's a lot of cool things that can happen which is what i saw a couple of times like either before i left or when i first got to to the festival on the days that i was performing was that you can explore a new place like i had never hung out in burbank before like you know so i'm you know running around checking out different you know spots and spots to eat spots to hang out you know i'm at the club i'm hanging out talking to people which is you know like i said i'll talk about the festival and how it was enjoyable but there's also cool stuff you know like you get to explore like if you're on the road as a comic and you're going to all these different cities you know you could check different things out if you're the type that wants to explore and if you're the type that wants to just be left alone you could just you know chill in your hotel room or whatever but for me i thought it was cool the aspect of like you can go like you know before i left burbank for the last day i like just went on yelp and like looked up restaurants that were nearby just so i can go get something to eat and I ended up finding this like, you know, this um, fried chicken spot that was pretty good considering like I'm not thinking I'm going to find like, you know, fried chicken is not the thing I'm looking for when I'm in California. Normally, you know, you really focusing on the Mexican food or, or what have you. So for me, I was like, you know, this fried chicken spot looks kind of interesting. So I just went, you know, by myself, sat at the counter and just 
chill and, and, and have some fried chicken. And I can see how that could be cool in every city that you go to to try something new or check out something. Or, you know, if there's a, you know, if you're into certain things, art or, you know, if you're into like going to museums, you never know what town or what city you could be in could have something that's really cool. So I can see the, the cool parts of, of being a road comic as well, where you get that part of it. Um, the one thing I always wonder about and now that I'm seeing it is like it's got to be hard to be on the road all the time because you can make really bad choices food wise. Like I definitely saw myself make a lot of bad choices when it comes to food like you're you're driving, you're on the road, you stop at a gas station, you're just trying to you know gas up. But you're also trying to fuel yourself and you're looking for something to eat, you know, and before you know, it, you're just making terrible choices on food or you're looking for the drive through this open 24 hours so you can just grab something and keep it pushing um so i think that that part is also probably really challenging is like that idea of like you know you don't want to just you know let yourself go and just eat terrible the whole time you're you're you know on the road so it's got to be tough and i can see why you know there's a lot of comics now and i know kevin hart's most famous for being like a gym rat and everything but there's a lot of comics that i that i follow on social media that i see they do hit the gym at the you know at the hotel and they make sure because i'm sure like when you're at these places you know it's so tempting to go out and eat like i mentioned which is cool or you know you know or just because you're on the road you're not eating the way you want to eat so you got to stay active to, to kind of keep yourself good and healthy so um that was something also i noticed that it was like um was interesting about the idea of being on the road definitely um changed a lot for me and um it doesn't change much going forward because um my wife and i got like a a family thing to go to in la on saturday so i'm gonna be back out that way and then um this sunday on uh, august 19th i'm at the ice house in pasadena which will be the first time i'm at the ice house in pasadena i'm very excited about the show I'll make sure we talk, give you all the details at the end of the podcast, but that's going to be another journey out that direction. So I think by the time we're done with everything, we'll be really close to pushing over a thousand miles in a week of, of driving back and forth. And we'll, we will probably be over, you know, close to 24 hours of driving. Might not we might not quite get the 24 but we'll be in that neighborhood after doing all that so a lot of time spent in a car but in the end i think for a great cause that's one thing i want to reiterate is that i feel like this was the right thing to do it was a good experience for me um it was a good way to have to figure out how to balance my everyday life with like my dreams of you know of stand-up being like my main source of income and and stability you know what i mean so i think this was a good step in that direction you know i was happy to to get onto the festival you know and like i said i've put my name in for other festivals and i've gotten no's and i think that being told no or not getting accepted sometimes the festival can't accept you know a certain amount of people and you just don't make the cut because there's really good comedians out there um but i've never let those you know those those answers of no deter me from still trying so i'm happy that you know burbank comedy festival that they really you know when looking at the people that are, that put in that they considered me to be someone they would want to have on some of their shows so i was more than happy to make that trek because i think it was a great opportunity 
and um, I'm really happy with you know getting the chance to perform at new clubs and new venues that I haven't been at before and to also meet a lot of new comics that I've that I've never met before as well so definitely worth the driving like you know I think all the driving and stuff like it's just part of the grind to me and I think this will be something that I hope someday I'll be able to look back on this experience and say man it's crazy I drove you know back and forth like all these times and you know I spent almost you know you know 18 hours in a in my car to do you know 15 minutes of work but you know I honestly feel like these are the things that are preparing me to be better you know and I look at it like you know, I'll talk about each of the days in a second and kind of how they were set up differently in regards to like the type of space, the venues, the, you know, the time of day that the shows were happening. But I think this was a good test for me, you know, three days back to back of shows and traveling to really like show how, you know, after all that, no matter what the situation, you still got to get on stage and you still got to, you know, give a performance and make people laugh. So I thought it was a really good experience and I'm, I'm really glad I did it. So, um, yeah, we've got like, like I told, like I've said in the past couple of podcasts, I'm really trying to keep the podcast a little tighter. So we're gonna do the recap of of the festival and, and everything like that, and that'll kind of be it for the podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna breeze through that and keep it short and sweet this 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 episode. So you know, we're trying to keep episode 13 tight and similar to the last two. So that's the goal. So let's let's keep pushing here, right? Um, day one, day one of the festival was Sunday, um, I believe it was the 12th, Sunday, the 12th of August. So, um, on the last episode, I talked about how it was my anniversary with my wife and we were going to go to Disneyland for our anniversary. And so we did that leading up to like the two days leading up to, uh, the festival. I was at Disney with my wife and you know, getting soaked on Splash Mountain and all that stuff. And then Sunday, we, we drove together because my wife's very involved in my comedy career. We drove together to uh, Burbank to check into the festival. So it was it was cool because when we got there, um, it's a lot of people. And it kind of like was just like it felt like going to the school on the first day, kind of, you know, like if you were like, you know, you're checking out who's around, you're seeing who you recognize and, you know, maybe you're seeing some new faces or, you know, what have you. And that's kind of how it felt. You know, we were all there checking in and then kind of sitting around for different opportunities. Um, one cool thing that, that happened was they had a photographer there to do um, headshots for all of us. So it was like a free, free headshot opportunity. And um, obviously it wasn't like this long, expansive process, but it was cool because, it was just like a bunch of comics like we had a, a long line of us and we'd end up in the room where we were taking the photos and it would just be you know one of us sitting in the chair getting makeup ready make sure we're not all shiny and whatnot for the photos and then you know literally just like you're sitting there doing your headshots with you know a, a group of other comedians around you which is like just a recipe for people to be you know you know just messing with each other and cracking jokes so it was it was super cool and it was just nice to also start that process of of meeting new comedians that you had never met before like for me it was it was pretty chill to meet people that have been in the game for you know 10 plus years and just hearing their story about what they're doing and what they're working on and you know how they're viewing this opportunity with with the festival and what it means to them versus you know it being my first festival and 
you know, my first time working at Flappers, which is the club that really puts together the whole festival. So it was cool to, to see kind of like that difference of, you know, you have people from all over, like you have people from, you know, Ohio, people from Florida, people from, you know, Texas and, you know, and, you know, they're excited because, they you know, whether they've been doing it for a long time or not, they're, you know, in California to here to do this festival, you know, and for me, I'm excited because I've never been, I've never been at this club before and I'm excited to be a part of the festival and you got other people who are like they're regulars at the club and they're you know they're a part of the festival too and they've been doing it for a minute and they've you know they've been in the game so it's, it's a cool it's a cool way to like have a mix of people um in the same space so i enjoyed that first day of checking in and kind of getting the, the it felt like that was a starting point for the fest it was like all right cool like i got my badge i'm checked in i'm ready to rock and you know i got my headshots done which is cool i just got the photos back um, and it's pretty chill. I'm going to follow up with the photographer and maybe get a couple of them touched up a little bit and get them really like all the way ready. But just the high res regular photos he sent over were all real cool and definitely some stuff I'm going to use um, going forward as far as headshots are concerned. So that was really cool. Day two of the festival was the Monday and I was on a 4 p.m. patio show at Gordon Biersch which is a restaurant and brewery um, in Burbank. Cool spot, cool restaurant, really nice staff. Um, the show was outside, so it was it was cool because uh, it was it was a challenge to you know to do this in the daytime. But the other challenge was that we were outside and there's just people like there's like a mom who was like she was pushing her kid in a stroller and she went around the block maybe like you know every other comedian you'd see her pop her her kind of roll past um the front where we were performing uh we found out that you know obviously because we're outdoors and stuff we were you know asked to do our best to keep it you know pretty tv clean if possible which is i think a good thing to practice and i've, I've started to have more appreciation for the ability to like try to clean up my material into a sense or have at least some material that i know i could perform with if it's you know crunch time and i gotta have something clean ready to go so that was cool but you know not everybody's ready to do that so you know there was definitely some slip ups and definitely some things and it's just there was a couple of moments that were super funny because like there was a dad walking by with his kid and the dad was kind of looking at his phone and not really paying attention to his kid i would say the kid was probably like maybe like three or four you know like could walk but like wasn't the most skilled at getting around for sure you know so he just started like kid starts like waddling into where like the performances are happening and like the the comic on stage is like 100 percent just like talking about semen just you know what i mean just just and it was kind of funny to watch the dad realize that his kid was about to walk into this comedy show that was going on and he's like just like runs up and he grabs the kid like almost like he was saving the kid from like a fire or something you know real dramatic grabbed the kid and scooped him out of there but it was interesting um that show was cool because it was the first one of the festival for me um but it was also interesting because the time of day you know the the audience was mostly us as comics and then there was a few you know customers who just kind of shifted from the bar area to come outside and watch and then there was a couple of employees who were like either on breaks or they were off for the day and they all hung out just to watch the show so it wasn't like a big raucous crowd, but it was still good work. It was good practice. Um, two of the people there were my aunt 
and my grandmother because my grandmother was in town visiting my aunt and so it was really interesting to watch my grandmother because she doesn't speak english she only speaks spanish but she clearly speaks enough english that she knew when to laugh at the punchlines so she obviously had a feel for inflection and when was the right time to laugh because she was laughing like she knew she was supposed to laugh so that was super interesting um but i appreciated the support from my family which was nice to have um also met a couple of cool people at that show and i just want to shout them out because it was it was part of the reason that i really liked the first day was i felt like i made a couple of connections with people that kind of like carried out throughout the time that i was in burbank and it was it was chill to kind of make like new connections in the comedy community especially in the la area where i don't have a ton of connections right now so it was nice to kind of like connect with people so i just want to shout out um uh jared tochi He's a cool dude, comedian. He was volunteering with the festival. He had done the festival in the past. Um, also want to shout out his Instagram account because it's super cool. He, he turned a a sprinter a sprinter van into like a, a, a home on wheels, basically. So from the exterior, you can't even tell. It, it just looks like a van. And then when he opens up the doors, it's just like this crazy, cool, like living situation he's created for himself. And he's, he's getting a lot of um, followers on his YouTube page and on his Instagram and so, you know, you can follow Jared at Ghost Van. That's at G-H-O-S-T and then dot van, V-A-N. So ghost dot van um, on Instagram. Um, super cool page. And he's got a lot of cool stuff. He does like a lot of woodwork and stuff. So uh, Jared was super cool. He filmed our sets that day. And so it was just nice to kind of get some feedback from him about how my set was and everything like that, which was pretty chill. Um, our MC that that day was Mike Perkins. Uh, Mike is super funny, super cool. He was a great host, um, and he also took a lot of time afterwards to kind of chop it up with me. And I saw him throughout the fest the rest of the time. Um, my understanding, he's he's a regular over at Flappers and at a bunch of other places um, in LA and Hollywood. And um, he was cool to talk to and get some feedback from as well, which was super chill. And then there was a couple of guys on the show that I connected with and talked to that were. You know, super super cool as well um one was uh joel brill joel's a joel's an older guy who got into comedy like four years ago so we kind of started comedy around the same time but he's retired and it was just cool to hear his story about you know he wanted to do stand-up when he was younger but he had a business and he had a family and he had met a comic who basically like you know he asked the comic about his about his own family and the comic had told him like Oh, you know, I have a kid. He's like, oh, well, like, how, you know, how's your relationship with your kids? And the comic told him, like, you know, I haven't really talked to my kids in like 15, 20 years. And so I think that he, he kind of talked about how that made him want to not do it at the time. So he stepped away and he tried it for like three, four months and then he, he let it go and, you know, continued his business. But then after he retired, he had all this free time and decided to get back into stand up now. So he's he was super funny. Um, I worked with him on two shows and, and he was a really nice guy. Um, another gentleman I worked on a couple of shows with was Tommy Rico, originally from Boston. So it was kind of cool to make these like New England connections when I was out there too. people who would, you know, started in New England and then moved to Hollywood and moved to L.A. And it was cool to hear their stories and like everything that they went through to get to where they are. So Tommy Rico, Joel Brill um, were a couple of cool dudes I got to I got to chop it up with. So day one was was cool to check in. Day two was cool to kind of like get my feet under me and, and start the process of being at the festival. Um Day three, I was on the Comedy Con Queso show, which was essentially, originally I thought, from what I read, 
it was kind of going to be like a Latino showcase, which I guess is what it had been in the past. But in the end, the show was really just kind of a mix. There was there was definitely some non-Latinos on the show. Um, and there was a lot of funny people on that show. Uh, we did that at Flappers in the YooHoo room. There wasn't much of an audience. The only audience we really had besides the comics was um, my buddy Bobby, um, Rhode Island College basketball legend Bobby Bailey, um, and his and his uh, girlfriend who's awesome, Michelle. She was there as well, and you know they they were great sports man. Like when you only got a couple of people in the audience who are your crowd, you're basically talking to them. So for the whole night, you know they were kind of the, the two people that were getting talked to. And, you know, a bottle of wine and some spinach and artichoke dip, man, and Bobby and Michelle really were a great audience. And in the end, it was it was good for me to get on stage in that room and, and do some jokes and, and just get a feel for kind of that room because it was my first time at the actual club. So I still enjoyed it. Even with the limited amount of people there, I still felt I worked my five minutes. I was focused on keeping a tight five. You know, it's it was important for me during the festival to not run the light. I didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to overdo time. I didn't want to get played off. So I was always trying to be right at five minutes, keep it tight. Um, I mixed up my sets and tried to like, you know, close on different things and open with different things. And um, I felt good about it. So um, that was a cool show. Um, You know, it would have been nice if the room was packed and everything, but it was still a really fun show to do. Another thing that happened that night, which is why, like I said, it was even though the show was a little less with the audience, it was cool because I got to see a lot of chill things happen with talking to other comics. So right before my show happened in the YooHoo room, in the main room, it was Tony Baker and Friends that was happening as part of the festival. Now, if you don't know Tony Baker, he's famous on Instagram for doing voiceover um, videos of, uh, of animals. He's very well known for that. Um, he's been on, you know, numerous, you know, TV shows and performs all over, as, you know, as a regular at the comedy store in Hollywood. And it was just cool because... You know, after his show, he took all these photos with all the people who were at the show, right? Like, he took all the pictures, like like anything that happens at most clubs, right? The, you know, the, the comedian is cool. They take photos with all the fans and everything. But the thing that was cool was that Flappers has this patio, and that's kind of where everyone hangs in between shows where, while they're waiting to go, you know, to the, for their show. And, you know, Tony, Tony Baker walked to the crosswalk that was near there with his girlfriend, and he's standing at the corner just kind of waiting for the light so he could walk across the street, you know, to, to head home or whatever. And... While he was at that corner, man, they had to be like 10 or 15 people just in literally like a three, four minutes span, like coming up to him. Man, I love your stuff on Instagram. And, you know, oh, I'm a big fan. And with every single person, he took the time to shake their hands, say thank you. He looked them in the eyes like it was cool to see somebody who, you know, has like, you know, over a half a million followers and is a, you know, a respected, solid comedian in, in the business just like still be so humble and so chill and take the time out to talk to people i found that to be really really cool so um that was something that was very chill last show i was on was the late night headliner show that was in the main rooms was my only show i had in the main room at flappers it was supposed to start at 11 started like at 11 30 i was like second to last so i went up like after midnight but i want to shout out that audience because it was a, a, a fun room can't remember the comic's name he was really funny but he brought a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of his friends came younger people and that was really cool and i was i was it was appreciative that they were engaged in a good crowd so had a lot of fun that night um and that was the last the last show i was on for the festival but it was it was a good way to close it out it was a nice you know the room was full it gave me a good feeling for what it was like to perform in that main room and i look forward to down the road you know getting into the main room and flappers and 
getting to the Yuhu room and doing some gigs there, hopefully down the road. You know, hopefully that, you know, from what they saw at the festival, they think that I'm somebody they want to bring back. So that was definitely a lot of fun. Um, and that was it. The festival is still going to go on through Saturday. There is the possibility that, you know, I can get selected that on Saturday. They do the best of the festival. There's four shows. So there's a possibility that I could have one more show in Burbank. Um, I'm not banking on that. I'm not feeling like that's definitely going to happen because I got to be honest. There's, you know, hundreds of comics on on the festival and like there were no scrubs which was something that made me feel good about it was that you know you see a lot of people on the list and it was like a couple hundred comedians you know and you think like oh man like there's you know they, they probably just taken whoever's applying but there was like 400 people who applied and only 200 you know got in so um, I was happy to see that even though we were all doing five minutes pretty much everybody who went up was talented and skilled and, and had chops so um, I'm not banking that I'm going to be on the best of the fest, but if I get on it, I'll be excited about it. So um, the festival is still going on. It'll go on until Saturday um, the 18th. So um, if you listen to this podcast on Friday the 17th when it drops, then you, know, you got one day to get to Burbank and check out the, the last day of the festival, which will be you know pretty cool, I think. So that's kind of um, what that was like for me with the fest, man. Um it was the first one I've done, but um, I think it was cool to do, and I'm, I'm glad I participated. It was definitely a, a learning experience, you know, having a show at four o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, getting there right before the show starts and going, you know, getting ready to go right up on stage to, you know, doing a 9.30 show that when you're hanging out around seven, there's like, like you know, gang of people going into the club and you're like, whoa, it's going to be packed. And then your room ends up not being super crowded that you're in and it ends up being kind of interesting that like you thought it was going to be jam-packed and then it wasn't and then having it be the last night I was there you know a super late show 11 o'clock ends up starting at like 11 30 and you're thinking no way people are going to be here but you know LA and in that area of of California is an interesting place a lot of tourists a lot of people hanging around and you know luckily we had a bunch of people in the room you know that hung out till you know past 1 a.m. on a, uh, a Wednesday night, you know, which was super chill. So I had a great experience. I think I learned a lot about myself. I think I got better and it was um, it was a good experience. So I just want to say big thank you to the Burbank Comedy Festival um, for having me. Um, and I definitely would highly recommend any comics out there who listen to the podcast. If you're especially if you're in the California area, like apply to the Burbank Comedy Festival. It's a cool fest. A lot of good people there. Seems like a great club. And um, highly recommended. And if you're in the L.A. area and you live there and you're listening to the podcast, I'll definitely recommend going to Flappers to check out a show or just going to the festival when it's in town. Because I think that's a, a real cool thing that, to have in, in, you know, in the city. You know, there's, there's a lot of pride around it. You know, there's flyers up everywhere. Different businesses around there are getting a lot of business because people are in town for the festival to perform. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and I look forward to hopefully, you know, applying for the festival again next year and maybe 2019. We'll do some more gigs um, over at Flapper. So, yeah. So let's wrap up the podcast now um, with a quick uh, breakdown of what shows I got coming up and all that. And then we'll be out of here. So, you know, my wife needs a break. Episode 13. That is a wrap for episode number 13 of my wife needs a break the podcast miles for minutes i appreciate you taking the time to listen to me 
talking about taking the time to drive back and forth between San Diego and Burbank for the festival, for the recap of the festival, for my thoughts about being a comic on the road. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Last thing I want to leave you with is just some reminders about some shows that I've got coming up um, in the near future. So on Sunday, August 19th, I'm going to be at the Ice House in Pasadena telling jokes. So that's happening. Doors are at 6 p.m. Show is at 7 p.m. It's an early show. Tickets are $7.50 at the door. So if you want to check me out in Pasadena, that's your chance to check me out. Then in September on the 17th, that's a Monday night, will be the first round of the San Diego Funniest Person Contest at the Madhouse Comedy Club. Um, More info coming on that, but doors usually open at 7. Showtime's usually 8 o'clock. So if you're wondering, you know, I got to the finals last year and you want to see what's going to happen. Maybe I don't even make out of the first round this year. We'll see what happens. All I know is I'm on September 17th at the Madhouse or San Diego's Funniest Person. We're starting it all over again and it's going to be round one. Um, Looking forward to it. So again, we got the Ice House on August 19th. We got the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego on September 17th. And whatever gets booked in between there will be, you know, exciting and it'll be gravy on top. But if there's nothing booked between there, I'll be hitting the open mic scene, getting ready for those shows 100%. So make sure you, you know, Keep up with what's going on on RudyComedy.com. You can go to the show's link to get your links to tickets and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and keep enjoying the podcast. I appreciate it. And if you're listening to this and you're one of my comedy friends or you're somebody who books shows, and you're like, oh, Rui, I want to book you on a show or I want to book you on something. RudyComedy at gmail.com for all those inquiries. And I'll make sure I get back to you ASAP. Until then, y'all have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, evening week weekend whenever you choose to listen to this podcast all i can say is thank you and i appreciate you episode number 13 my wife needs a break i'm out